Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about what can happen when you buy a piece of land. On today's show, we're talking about an issue that surfaced after closing on a parcel of land. What we've experienced can happen on virtually any property anywhere. Today's show is being shared to help you strengthen your due diligence. The particular property in question is a six-acre property with streets on two sides located in central Florida. We received the property survey prior to completing the due diligence. We hired a civil engineering firm to undertake the site plan, and in that initial engagement, the engineer highlighted that there might be an access issue with the property, having three strips of land between the property and the public road. One narrow strip of property was owned by the estate of a deceased owner. The second is owned by the railway, and the third owned by the state. He told us we would need to negotiate three separate easements in order to have access to the property. Now, physically on the ground, there's an existing driveway that crosses from the road into the property, and it's been there for years. Naturally, we took these findings to the seller during the due diligence phase and negotiated an extension of the conditional period and the contract until that question of clear access to the property could be settled. We asked the seller to provide information about that clear access point. They responded that there was no issue, and clearly from our point of view, that was not a satisfactory answer. So we asked again. The title company this time responded there was no issue with access. Again, that was not an acceptable answer. The seller then had a surveyor provide an opinion that there was direct access to the public right-of-way. The surveyor provided a survey to that effect and then subsequently provided a written statement to the effect the property fronted on a public right-of-way and there was no easement required to access the property. Armed with a clear written statement from the surveyor, we finally accepted the response and proceeded with the purchase. We felt like we'd done our due diligence. If the surveyor was in error, at least we'd have recourse against the surveyor and we had a title insurance policy that would protect us in the case the title was not clean. We were clearly sensitized to the issue and to the importance of having clear access. We thought we did our due diligence. Now, while the scope of the development we're conducting is pretty small, the city engineer stated that we would need to have a planned use development approval in order for the new site plan to be approved. We've been told by the city that they would not improve the site plan without a clear demonstration of access to the property. Now, we have a survey that shows access, but that is not matched by the city's records. While we have access to the property, we could be blocked on our construction project until the access documentation is confirmed at the city. The lesson here is that even though it looks like we have solid documentation that should be satisfactory for the purpose of closing on the purchase, we might not have everything we need to proceed with the development. The due diligence mistake that we made was failing to ensure that the two sets of records were indeed in alignment. The inconsistency in the records between the two systems is enough to cause a problem. Now, the property does border on a second street, so we still do have access to the property. But that secondary street is a residential street, it's somewhat narrow, and there could be community opposition from the residents that live on that street. From a design perspective, we could design the site to function properly with entry and exit on either street. But if the city won't approve the site plan, it doesn't help to have secondary access and no way to get the development approval for the project. If the error was made by the surveyor, it would likely require litigation to get satisfaction for the problem. If the error was made by the lawyer who was representing the seller and overseeing the closing, here too litigation could be the path of the solution. We then had further discussion with another seasoned lawyer who suggested that the doctrine of prescriptive easements could apply 
if the access to the property had been in existence for long enough. In the state of Florida, that time period is 20 years. That driveway has indeed been in existence for at least 27 years, as evidenced by the satellite imagery that we could find. Prescriptive easements is different than adverse possession, which would give the user of the land ultimate title to the property. Now, some people call adverse possession squatter's rights, which dates back to British common law. Under the doctrine of prescriptive easements, the user of that implicit easement can continue to access the property in perpetuity, even though there's no legal title to the land in question. So today's show is an interesting case study on what can happen when you only perform due diligence on your own property and not due diligence on the neighbor's property that abut next to your property. And while this story ultimately will have a happy ending, needless to say, we'll be strengthening our due diligence checklist for any of our future acquisitions. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.